Yes, I can hear you. Thank you so much, Josh, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Can you hear me now? Wait, can you hear me now? Okay, okay, good. Okay, I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? That's good. I don't, but happy St. Patrick's Day to you too. <laughs> yeah, so I'm based in Brooklyn, New York, in the United States, and I was born and raised here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my name is Jeanette. I am a travel blogger and recently author of a book called Letters to Home. And essentially, it is a collection of letters and personal essays that talk about my upbringing as an American-born Chinese growing up and being raised in New York City. And I, I started this project at the beginning of the pandemic because I wanted to be able to process all the emotions and um, really hone into the reflection aspect of my life. And that is where I started to write this book and ultimately turn this into a form of a legacy project to be able to document my upbringing that coincides with the language and cultural barriers of growing up in an immigrant household, as well as what it's like to learn the language that I'm already supposed to know. So hopefully my goal for this book is to be able to connect with other people like me who are also American-born Chinese or also children of immigrant families or just people who are curious about what it's like to grow up in this very diverse city as a Gen Z millennial, whatever you want to call it. But that is essentially what the gist of the book is. And I'm just just been really excited to connect with people who are also who, who also have similar experiences and to be able to resonate with the stories that I've written in the book. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. So this book for me is so much more than just talking about, you know, what it's like to grow up as an American Chinese. A lot of it is about documenting the in-betweenness of what it's like to grow up in between the two cultures of American and American values as well as Chinese values. So when I say for those who like real-world accounts of what it's like to grow up in today's generations, it's being able to showcase the stories that are not typically being told in, in the traditional media or what is being written or talked about. Um, in the books or magazines or TV shows or whatever. Um, so specifically a story about it, a story in the book that I've written is something called the survival mentality. And I talk about what it means to me compared to what it mean, what it meant to my parents. Um, so when they came over in, I think the late 18, 1980s, for them, their main form of motivation is survival, being able to put food on the table, being able to, um, you know, make sure that there's water running, electricity, and being able to make sure that their kids are able to survive and thrive in the city. But then for me, after growing up in the city, in a first world country for 23 years, my version of what it means to survive, my version of what it means to thrive in the city is very different from them. Because for me, um, it's outside of that. It's so much more than just, you know, putting food on the table. It's being able to figure out what my purpose is, being able to understand what my role in society is and what my identity is in relation to everything else in society. Um, so when I approach this survival mentality topic, it's trying to be respectful of those who came before me, those who laid the foundation of everything that I'm able to do today, um, but also recognizing that I'm able to do so much more so that my descendants are also able to reach you know reach higher highs and be able to create their own legacy projects so they don't have to worry about all the things that i'm going through right now or all the things that my parents have went through 
Um, so that's like my take on that and what it means to be able to talk about topics like this. And yeah, <laughs> so many things, so many things.、Um, partially my insomnia、um, and potentially my anxiety about the future and my goals and all the things that I want to achieve in life. Um, but also, this is something that I've also referenced in the book. It's like sometimes when I'm you know, up at 2 a.m., just staring into the vast darkness and blankness that is my ceiling, I think about what it's like to be a speck of dust in the universe.、Um, and I know that it's very you know, out there and it's very philosophical. And、um, yeah, but I think that's essentially what it is, though. If you really break it down to who we are and why we are here. Um, so many of our fears and insecurities and stuff that we fuss over every single day shouldn't matter as much as we really think it should. Because at the end of the day, we are only here for a limited amount of time. We're living on borrowed time and we are essentially dust in the universe. So,、um, you know, just to be grateful that we are here celebrating the achievements that we have every single day,、um, being surrounded by people we love, and making sure that.、Um, We're able to, you know, just to be loved and love other people around us. That's, that's just what I think about at night. And somehow that allows me to go to sleep faster. <laughs> yeah.、Mm. What, what do you mean by what I want? I feel like I want, I want so many things, but I know that it's not what I need. What I want is not what I need.、Mm-hmm. Um. I think that for me, what I want essentially boils down to being able to align what I do with my interests and making sure that that Venn diagram, that gray, you know, shaded area is able to have purpose and impact on the world. So that what I do is able to help other people、um, either get out of their situation or make the world a better place.、Um, Because again, going back to the whole, you know, living a borrowed time, and we're here to we're here for a limited amount of time and everything.、Um, I do be- because I'm more of an optimist. I do believe that what we should do should be in service of others as well as for the planet. And hopefully, when we do end up leaving this world, we leave it in a much better place than when we end up than, than we found it. You know, so yeah. Yeah, it's a bit out there.、Um, definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.、Um, you're able to reach, I'm most active on Instagram, so you can just search up by Jeanette. That's B Y J A N E T T E. And you can also find me on my website, JeanetteWu.com. So it's J A N E T T E W U.com. And also, my book is on Amazon as well as my website. So. Easily available on that.、Um, same way, you can go through my Instagram, through my DMs, or you can also send me an email. That's byjanet at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.、Um, I'm not sure. I have because I'm also interested about your perspectives on what are the challenges of a storyteller. Because obviously, being a storyteller, there's so many different mediums of it. You can, write, you can go, through,、um, go through it as an author, a filmmaker,、um, videographer, all that stuff. But what is, I'm curious about, to hear about your experiences and perspectives of what it means to be a storyteller and the challenges that go e s about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
What has been the most impactful conversation that you've had through this podcast? Oh, oh, sorry, you got you got a little bit cut off over there, but yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I was also wanting. Yeah. Where are you based, by the way? I I forgot to ask you that at the beginning. Hmm. Um. I think that's it. It's been a really interesting conversation. Yeah. Oh, really? No problem. Of course. Hmm. For sure. I hope that you know everything goes well with your podcast as well, and hopefully you're able to have a lot more meaningful and insightful conversations with other people as well. You too. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.